0: It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. No Scotty this week as we have hit Friday, a pain-free Friday, as Scotty would say, Carver High and Mafia. In for Pharrell, 844-843-6879. A Friday night. uh, We are ready for the football weekend. Uh, It's been a fun week, Mafia, and uh, we made it. Here we are, Friday night. Uh, Scotty's had a good vacation, and uh, me and you have had some fun here all week long.
2: Yeah, we've had a lot of fun here doing the show. It's been a great. You know, it's always fun having him around, too. But, you know, when we get to stretch our wings a little bit and expand our opinions and uh, run our mouths a little more, it's always a good
0: time. And we do have some action tonight. And we'll talk a lot uh, to in these two hours about all of the games in the NFL and college football. But we do have a couple of college football games going on tonight. And there's some good, a good one, really, down in uh, Raleigh between Miami and Miami. And NC State, this has been back and forth all night. Miami had just tied the game at 31, but unfortunately for them, they then allow a kickoff return for a touchdown right after that. Though so I'd hate to put, you know, call out our boy Joe Lisi on the spot from last night, but he loved Miami tonight. And uh, there's still time, the way the points have been scored in this game, uh, for uh, just under five minutes left to go in the third quarter. And Miami now will get the ball back down seven. BYU and Boise State have just gotten going scoreless. Very early in the first quarter, Boise State has already punted to BYU. They're backed up uh, inside their own five. They actually just got a first down, looks like about out to the 20. Also tonight, there is another Mountain West game. You've got San Diego State up 10-0 on San Jose State, who lost their quarterback early in the first quarter, and that's going to be a problem for them tonight uh, in terms of scoring points. So three college football games. There goes BYU to the house. A long touchdown touchdown. For BYU, they are off and running. We'll talk about all the action we got on that game. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty on a pain-free Friday. 844-843-6879. We get Pharrell on the bench rolling right after this. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know
2: how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry.
0: Back, Pharrell on the bench, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. Final night of this uh, fun week we've had here. Um, 844, 843, 6879. Plenty of college football. We said BYU uh, up 7 0 on Boise State. uh, Very early in the first quarter, a long touchdown run for them. Miami uh, has just punted the football away. They are down 38 31 in the third quarter down in Raleigh against NC State, and NC State just moving the ball at will. And, And Mafia, I mean, I I got a little bit of a teaser with the three games here tonight. Uh, Miami, BYU, and San Diego State. Um, I thought that Miami, I thought that NC State would be in the game, but man, I didn't think they'd score this much. NC State just moving the ball all night long against them. Uh, Just a poor defensive effort from the U so far here tonight, Moff.
2: Yeah, I didn't expect this at all. I had a a parlay with Miami, uh, with San Diego State, and with BYU. And when I was looking at the game last night, you know, when we were talking to Joe Lisi, I was looking at I was looking at the you know the line, I was looking at the numbers. I'm like, look at this, this NC State team can score, they can put up points. And then I looked at, you know, what Miami was doing. And when he said, you know, Miami's going to shut him down. I'm like, all right. I looked at what Miami scores have been lately. And their defense seemed to have gotten back on track. And apparently that was just against much inferior competition because, like you said, NC State's just doing whatever they want on offense. This is as bad as this uh, this defense has been since that Louisville game where it was just back and forth, score, score, score. You know, no one was getting stops. And this is completely not what they've been the last few weeks. Now, I mean, that's what Miami's supposed to be. They're supposed to be a great defensive team under this guy, right? Manny's supposed to have them as a great defensive team. And then, you know, D.R. King was just supposed to be the cherry on top to actually make the offense work. But now the offense is doing, you know, okay, they're scoring points,
0: they're doing well. And the defense is getting lit up every week. And still a lot of time for them. But uh, NC State across midfield now, if they go up two touchdowns heading into the fourth quarter, um, I'm not saying Miami cannot win the game. But if you had that pregame line, which was 10, 10 and a half most of the week, did get down to nine and a half. I know uh, as towards the end of coast-to-coast to Coast today when I looked at it again. So uh, I think it's going to be very, very hard unless they get a stop here to be able to cover that. And uh, oh, the other games, uh-oh. Mafia should have just picked the, uh, that off there. I the, the defensive uh, back jumped up. Should have picked it off. Goes right geez. through his hands. Unbelievable. Um, the Mountain West game, 10 nothing San Diego State, the Aztecs. Uh, tough tough break for San Jose. Uh, the kid Starkle, the quarterback, who's played really well uh, the first couple of weeks for them uh, for the first time in what seems like forever. San Jose State had a little bit of an offense going the first few weeks, and um, he's out now. And San Diego State's defense is very good, 10 Uh I actually had bid on the over before the game because I thought that San Jose State could score a couple of points tonight. But uh, no dice. There's no way I'm getting that. The, the live number right now on FanDuel for that San Diego State game is at 34-and-a-half, and it's 10 nothing in the second quarter. So they're not expecting any more points. BYU up seven nothing. They're now live line minus nine and a half. It was four and a half right before kick. Uh, total sixty two and a half in that game. And NC State also favored now, mafia on the live minus five and a half. So if you believe in the U right now, down seven, it could be down more in a minute or two. You can get Miami catching uh, five and a half and on the li- on the money line plus one ninety six. Uh, I don't think I want to double the meat on the on the Hurricanes right now though, mafia. Not the way their D is played. That's for sure.
2: No, if anything, I'd be going the other way to try to, you know, even things out and get my money back from the pregame bet. Try to <laughs>
0: you know, play
2: both sides and say, okay, I give up on Miami. Let me try to get NC State, you know, coming back and holding on to this lead and win this game.
0: Yeah, that it's, and you could sometimes get it get tricky with that. You know, you lay the five and a half with North Carolina State, they end up winning the game by three, and then you lose every, you lose them all, which is uh, never a fun way to play. it. Interesting week, uh, and we're gonna get into all these games. Uh, we'll break them down uh, game by game. Me and Mafia will give some picks. But a very interesting Sunday we've got coming up in the NFL Mafia. A lot of teams that, you know, you, you got the chance to possibly learn a little something about. Um, whether it's Indianapolis at home against Baltimore, uh, that would be a real signature win for the Colts. Um, you'd like to see what Tennessee can do bouncing back after a few losses going home against the Bears. Uh, Tua, be nice to learn a little bit more about Tua. On out in Arizona on Sunday afternoon, the Buccaneers Saint game is enormous on Sunday night, and I think that even for my squad, Moff, you know, there's a lot to, to, that we could maybe learn about the Bills. You know, they've had some chances against Tennessee and Kansas City this year to play some higher competition and did not play well. They have a West Coast team coming into Orchard Park early on a Sunday at 1 p.m. East. A lot of things that we can learn. What before we get into the lines later? What storylines are jumping out for you in the NFL coming up on Sunday?
2: Well, some of those games that you're talking about, it's very surprising me. Like you said, the the line in that Indian Ravens game has swung yeah. to Indy's
0: way. I know they're at home.
2: But, you know, isn't this the Ravens team that everyone said was going to you know, make the leap and maybe be back in the AFC Championship game this year? or not back, but get to the AFC Championship game or maybe be the AFC representative. Like, this is supposed to be – Mark Jackson takes that next step, finally gets a playoff win, right? He's hungry. He's That haunts him. He really wants to get that moniker off him. They, they haven't looked great the last couple of weeks. They looked, you know – they're not bad. I'm not going to say, like, oh, they look terrible. like, But they don't look like the dominant team, you know, on defense that we expect them to be. They don't, they're not controlling the ball nearly as much against these teams. So this is a big game for them. But I guess maybe it's a little recency bias that Indy's not a favorite in this game because I don't think Indy's looked that great. I don't think Indy looked great last week against Detroit. They got the win, you know. They they made some nice plays. The running back Hines made some plays. I don't think that Philip Rivers has been overwhelmingly impressive. The defense is strong, but I don't think that's a game where I'm you know looking at that. I'm saying what's going on? What are they seeing that I'm not? Because I feel like the Ravens should be favored, you know, by three. Maybe, you know, maybe three and a half, four, but instead it's the other way, and Indy's the favorite at
0: home. I know they're at home, so that should help them out. You get a couple extra points that way. I just don't see why they're the favorites. Now, it's hard to look at trends like this So when teams aren't in the same division because it goes back so long, and Baltimore and Indianapolis don't play each other. When they play each other here and there. They're both in the AFC, but not like a, in a team in your division where you know you're playing them two times a year, and sometimes these trends can mean a little bit more, but – I was looking tonight uh, Ravens one in 10 against the spread their last 11 games against the Colts. They've only won three uh, out a of, out of, uh, three out of their last 12 against Indian one and in 10 against the spread uh, and but on the other side of the coin, Baltimore's won nine in a row straight up uh, on the road. So Baltimore's been good on the road. they've got a bad trend against the Indianapolis Colts but this is a different cult that's why these trends are tough. it's you know Philip Rivers with the Colts now, strong D. I'm a little surprised like you Uh, for this line to go from basically minus three on the Ravens side to now, as we've gotten to Friday, minus a point and a half for the Colts. You know, it's just one of those things. I I think I saw 68% of the money on the Ravens. They're clearly going to be the public team in this situation. Low scoring. I saw a good trend to the under two last five games between these two um, or last five games in Indy between these two all went under It, it. it just feels like this is one of those things, Mafia, where do you go against what the public's doing here and say the line's moving towards indie? This might be the way to go.
2: I think you, I mean, if you feel good about it, you have to. I think this is one of those where, you know, you might talk yourself into something you don't feel. Comfortable with, you know, feels the right thing to do. And, you know, that I, happens to all of us sometimes. I've had that happen with fights where a couple of weeks ago where it was Ortega versus a Korean zombie. When I first looked at it, I'm like, oh, Ortega is a better fighter. And then all of a sudden I see the line and it's minus 188 to zombie. I'm like, okay, the yeah. book's seeing something I don't. And obviously they weren't because it was Ortega controlling that fight the whole way. So, you know, sometimes the public and the money and the books just have it wrong and you know a lot of time the public has a wrong let's face that that's why vegas is as big as it is that's why these books are you know keep expanding and they go to all these states and they're making money off it if you weren't making money off of gambling none of these states would have legalized it because they don't want to lose money so you know for every now and then you know there's gonna be ones where they catch you and you're thinking one way and obviously it's not that way and i've had that happen many times these last couple of weeks even i thought the titans were going to bounce back last week and they just flopped the whole game yeah but that's one where I look at it and my conviction is this is this line's way off there's something fishy about this. there's something wrong with this I'm going to stick to my gut and go with Baltimore
0: yeah and that's the thing you want to look at the data and you want to analyze it and you go you know the line is telling me that the guys in Vegas they think that the Colts you know it might be the way to go here um, but you everything everything you look at tells you Ravens are the better team they've been a better team in the AFC for a while this is a very tricky game and I'll probably end up um, talking myself into going with all of these trends and going things like that and uh, and playing the Colts. So we've got a lot more to do. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty for on the bench, 844-843-6879. We roll on right after this.
1: Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys and I'd love for you to join me. So join me on my podcast, Checking In With Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In With Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty all week. Final night. Pain-free Friday. 844-843-6879. The number to get involved. Uh, We are watching. I just had to watch uh, this kid on NC State Mafia drill a 53-yarder to put the Wolfpack up 41-31 with about 14 and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. This is the second night in a row where I thought maybe I'd have a chance who stay in the game and I had and these college kickers, they never make kicks. Never make kicks. Last night I had to watch the kid on Colorado State after we were done uh, with the show. Of course, I stayed up to see if Wyoming could somehow find their way to tie that game. They were up seven. The kid on Colorado State drained a 50-plus-yard field goal, true blue. And now I'm sitting here and I have to watch the NC State kicker go and drill a 53-yarder. Uh, on the Miami Hurricanes to put them up 10. So not a good 24 hours for me with college kickers who always seem to miss when you have the mafia, but when you are going against them, they're drilling 50 yards. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to have to say I have to correct you there, Carver, because they don't always <laughs> miss kicks. They only miss kicks when you're betting on them. <laughs> Yeah. They only miss kicks when, you know, you have the action. Like Clemson did to me last week where the guy missed the extra, missed the extra point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did, that's the way it always happens. Like, you have money on the guy, and he shanks it like crazy. And a 23-yarder right down the middle of the field, and he shanks it all the way right to so much that it's hitting the, the flutist, the last flutist in the band or something. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous how bad these kickers are. They're terrible in the NFL. They're even worse in college football. You can't trust any of them.
0: It, it really is amazing. And so Miami will get the rock. A lot of time left for them to win this game, and – uh, depending on if you got them in a teaser, like I do, like I, I think I have the minus three in the teaser, so I'm still very much alive. If they could score a couple of touchdowns, but that would require them to actually get a stop, which I'm not too sure they could do. Speaking of stops, uh, San Diego State finally did not get one. San Jose State on the board, so 10-7 now in the second quarter uh, for the Aztecs, who are playing that game mafia in the uh, in the sto- in the soccer stadium, I believe in L.A. Uh, where the Galaxy played, where the Chargers played uh, the last couple years before moving to SoFi. I guess they have a stadium issue down in San Diego. So the Aztecs are playing there. Uh, better facility, uh, I would guess. And um, they're up 10-7 now. Uh, we said 41-31 with uh, Miami and BYU up 7 nothing right now over Boise State. <clears throat> we'll get back now. I'm off to the NFL games. We talked a little bit about Baltimore and uh, Indy. Let's do the Bears and the Titans. Uh, both these teams, Moth, off of a couple of losses. Uh, the Bears lose at home in overtime to the Saints last week. You've got the Titans, uh, also a couple of bad losses. You know, a tough game that Pittsburgh at home that they lost, and then a bad loss in Cincinnati last week. Right now at FanDuel, minus six and a half for the Titans, 47 and a half is the total right now. You've got uh, actually more, um, you know, of th- the tickets for the spread on, on the Bears right now, 56%. Getting the six and a half points, it shades to the, un- to the over uh, with the total. Let me see if I've got any good numbers here for you, Mafia. The Bears 4-2 and two against the spread their last six games. Eh. Uh, Bears 4-1 and one against the spread their last five against Tennessee. They play them once every four years. I can't go too crazy with that. Tennessee does not cover a lot of games, Maf. Two and six against the spread in their last eight games. Where are you leaning right now with Bears and Titans on Sunday? You know,
2: right now, honestly, I might be leaning towards staying away because I, I just don't know if I trust either of these teams right now. I bet on the Bears last week against the Saints. I thought they were going to cover that. They did. I was a little worried when it got sent to overtime. When they kicked that field goal, you know, at the end of regulation, I was upset because I'm like, no, I have them, you know, if they miss that field goal, they cover. Going overtime, yeah. you get a touchdown, they blow it. So I was worried about that, but they end up covering again with uh, the Saints kicking the field goal in overtime to win it. I thought they would. You know, the Saints were all banged up. Their defense is, you know, strong enough to hold them down a little bit. I'm not so sure what I feel about it, You know, this team. Like I, I don't think the Bears are a great team by any means. We saw on Monday night two weeks ago that they can get blown out by a good team when the Rams just destroyed them. The problem is, you know, the Titans look so bad right now. We're, we, I know Derrick Henry, is a beast. But I also know that Chicago's defense is smart enough to try to load up and try to stop him. Yeah, that leaves things open for Tannehill, but he just hasn't been getting it done. He hasn't beaten teams like that, you know. Corey Davis had a a couple nice catches here and there, but it's not a situation where that passing game is taking off because people are low in the box against Derrick Henry and that defense, which was one of the stronger, you know, aspects of the game, they could just run, run, run with Henry because the defense was shutting people down. Now they're getting lit up and they're getting lit up by, you know, not necessarily the best teams either. I mean, Pittsburgh obviously is a good team, so you can't hold that against them. We've seen what they did to the Ravens off uh, defense last week with their offense. It was a slow start at first and then they just opened it up in the second half. But against the Cincinnati team, Joe Burrow can throw the ball, he's good, but. They got lit up by him in a way that they should not have. You know, he's been very good at coming back and backdooring games. The way that he just lit them up from the start is bad. I mean, that's also why I don't believe in Indy so much because of how, you know, they were down big to Cincinnati before they came back and win that game. So I just don't feel good either side about this game right now.
0: Yeah, I would lean um, with the points to Bears. I think the Titans are going to win the game. But six and a half seems like a little steep. I like the over. Out of anything in this game, I like the over. Tennessee overs have been very strong this year. I believe it's six out of their seven games. Uh, Overs have been really good to the Titans, especially in Tennessee. The last uh, since Tannehill has been the quarterback, overs in Tennessee for the Titan games have been very good. Even though uh, you look at the Bears and you go, nah, you know their defense, it's you know their offense stinks. I should say, as we talk about every week with Scotty on Coast to Coast. The Titan defense is really bad, too. So maybe Foles can put some points up on the board. I like 47 and a half. I think that that's a good spot maybe uh, to hit the over in that game. Denver and Atlanta Mafia. A strange game. Denver has uh, the big comeback win over the Chargers last week. Um, the week before that, they lose at home to Kansas City. They now head east to play the Falcons, who finally got off the deck and beat Carolina uh, as we know, I mean, about yes, beat Carolina on Thursday night football last week. Game is in Atlanta, Matty Ice, etc. I kind of lean Falcons here. I, it's hard to get on the Falcons laying points with how bad they've been this year and especially blowing leads. But I don't trust Denver. They've had a couple of spots. They've covered a lot a couple times this year. I can't trust them on the road, Mafia.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I can't trust them either coming is like that. I mean, uh, they... The game against uh, New England that they won, it was all on field goals. They couldn't get in the end zone. Then the game against the Chargers last week, you know, uh, they come back and win, but they were down for most of it, letting Herbert, you know, do some big things against them. I don't trust that defense to get stops, and that's one thing that Atlanta can take advantage of. Obviously, their defense is weak. Their defense is, you know, pretty bad. So Denver's probably going to put up some points. So, that, you know, even at four and a half, it's a little dicey of a, a spread because you could see it maybe being a field goal game late, like a late win. And we know one thing about Atlanta is that they love to blow games. They love to lose leads, even at home. You know, we've seen that with Detroit. We've seen that with, you know, so many games that they've had where they just make the wrong play at the wrong time and it cost them a game that they should have won. And that's been, you know, the thing that co- that cost Dan Quinn and uh, Thomas Demetri their jobs is that they just kept blowing games that they should have won. So... It's hard to bet on them and have any conviction with it. But I just think that that offense is too loaded
0: for Denver to keep pace with it right now. Here's a, here's a couple that might want you to lean towards the Broncos. Falcons are 2-4 and four against the spread in their last six games. The Broncos are 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven games. So, Broncos have been covering the number. Falcons have not. It's four and a half, So even if, you know, you, this could be a field goal game. Atlanta wins, and then you end up covering with the Broncos. I may think about this a little bit more uh, before we get to Sunday and possibly lean towards the Broncos. don't really like the total uh, at 50. Seems a tick high for, for a game involving the Broncos. Did score a lot of points last week. They've actually gone over two weeks in a row at home because they had an over with the Chargers last week and an over with the Chiefs uh, the week before that. But the Chiefs did most of the work in that game. <laughs> That's for sure. Lions and Vikings is tough for me. Monski, Atlanta's defense is because... <laughs> so bad, though. That they can they put up points on Atlanta. Atlanta's defense can't stop a cold. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty bad as well. Uh, Lions and Vikings is a tough one to gauge right now because you don't know if Stafford's going to play now. Knowing that he was just a close contact makes you feel that you're pretty confident that he's going to get the clearance by Sunday morning uh, to be able to play in this game. Does it? Does that change? Are you, are you leaning Vikings if Stafford's in the game, without the game? What's the initial feel here with the Vikings and the Lions in Minnesota on Sunday?
2: Oh, I really don't want to say this because I really don't feel good feeling this way, <laughs> but I'm leaving the Vikings in this game. And, you know, both these teams have burned me. Both these teams, I've believed in them, and then they flopped I me. And last week, I was all over the Lions. I thought at home against Indy, and you know, they're going to show that Indy wasn't that good of a team, and they lose that game. You know, Vikings... Uh, I bet against them a couple of, uh, last week against the Packers, and Dalvin Cook just decides, "Hey, I'm back in this game, so I'm going to own it." And you know, which is ridiculous. The winds were crazy whipping through Green Bay. They should have known, "Hey, nine in the box, and dare Kirk Cousins to do something." And instead, they let Dalvin Cook run for four touchdowns. Like that's the worst defensive scheme I've ever heard of in my life. So I think just going off of you know what these two te- teams have done lately, they both killed me. They both are untrustworthy. But I don't think. The defense has played better for Detroit at times this year, but after they just got scorched by a running back in Indy, I'm sure as hell I'm not going to pick them to stop Dalvin Cook.
0: Yeah, Lions 5-13 and against the spread in their last 18 games. They're 0-5 against the spread in their last five games against the Vikings. The Vikings mafia have lost five games in a row straight up at home. Man, that is a lot of ugliness uh, when you think about it. I If Stafford plays, which I believe he will, I'm going to take the Lions with the four and a half. The Lions are one of these tricky teams that when everybody is on the Lions, they never come through. And then when everybody disregards the Lions, they show up and maybe not win the game, but they're going to end the game to the end and they end up covering um, Minnesota. Uh, Cook was outstanding last week, no question. And if Cook has a performance like that again, yeah, it'll probably be no contest. But Stafford's in there. I'm going to go with him to try to get that backdoor cover. Burrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. Final night of this great week. 844-843-6879. We'll dive into more of the NFL. We'll update the college games. A lot more to do. Burrell on the bench rolls on right after this. and we're back. Grill on the bench, Carver High and Mafia. In for Scotty, final night this week. It is a pain-free Friday. 844-843-6879. The number to get involved. We're going through the NFL games quick update on what's happening with the college football. Miami did get a field goal. They're down 7, 10 minutes to go, a huge third down here uh, as they try to get the NC State offense and Hockman off the field and get the rock back. Uh, A slow-moving game. Uh, I was just saying to Mafia in the break. uh, When NC State kicked that last field goal, there was 14 minutes left in the game when we started the last segment. It's a 12-minute segment. And uh, when the segment was over, there was still 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So three minutes of game time during that last 12-minute segment that we did. And Miami does get a stop on third down, Mafia. So let's go. Bang the drum for the U here. They're going to get the rock back with a lifetime left in this game. Nine and a half minutes with a chance to uh tie it up. BYU is in the process of lining up for a 47-yard field goal. It is they are up 7 to 3 right now. Second quarter just underway and it is good right down the middle. So 10-3 BYU. I forgot to tell you Mafia, I have some uh side action on this BYU game here tonight. We have the BYU team total over 34 and a half. I didn't like the over For both teams, I went with the team total for BYU over 34 and a half. And I also then took, it it really is like other side of the coin, I took Sears, the kid from Bob Boise, passing yardage over 274 and a half. So thinking that they would maybe get down, uh, down big to BYU, and Sears would have to throw the football. Hopefully we do better than we did last night with the props because on Mountain West Thursday, that was a disaster.
2: I had to go with the NFL props last night. You did. You had a good night. Yeah, but I yeah, I stayed away from the I've not gotten with the college props yet. I haven't gotten that deep into it. I'm getting, you know, it took me a couple weeks just to get into the games with how weird the season was, when it started, how you know not everybody was starting and they're only playing conference and it kind of threw me off. I was like, I gotta figure things out a little bit more. So it took me a couple weeks to get in now. The last couple weeks I've started to bet. Last week was the first one I went kind of heavy with a lot of games instead of just the games that we're doing during in-game live with me and Walsh late night on uh, Saturday. So I'm getting into it more, you know. I got couples bets in there last night with it. A couple more tonight, probably more than I should have, because now it's going to be a bad night with Miami hurting me. And I, I had the under in this game and the over in BYU and uh, Boise, so those are both going to sting me a little bit tonight.
0: And I think I just saw, and I'm, I'm clearly we're doing the show. I'm not paying as good attention as I should here. That Sears isn't even in a game anymore. He got hurt and left the game in the fir- he left the game after their first drive. This kid Finnegan is in for Boise State. So that just ruins that. Uh the Sears with the and he didn't have his helmet on. It didn't look like he's on the sideline. I I don't know. Not playing him. I gotta find out what happened here to Sears. It said left game, so that means he must have got hurt. But he's not in the game. Cade Finnegan, the immortal, in the game for Boise State. So Mafia, another ticket. Uh the Sears over 274 and a half. We can throw on the floor at the casino because that one's done for me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, apparently took a hit to the head and doesn't have his helmet, so I'm sure they got him in concussion protocol. Maybe they'll come back later on, but it's not looking good right now.
0: Yeah, I don't think that I'm that lucky. I'm not that lucky, so Sears probably won't play anymore tonight. Uh, we can finish that. So now we really need BYU to get over the 34 and a half this game at least, so we can split the baby when it comes to the props um, in this one. San Diego State, what are they up to? Uh, still 10-7. San Diego State over San Jose State. Believe that game is now at the half. So we're going to need a lot of work to get towards the over in that one as well. As Boise gets, uh, geez, what are they trying to do there? going to be a third and long now for Boise. We want points from BYU, so that's okay. Uh, back to the NFL, Moff. A um, couple of other ones here. Uh, the Texans, it's hard. They're 1-6 against the spread. They're 1-6 overall, etc. They're in Jacksonville. Uh, you, you've got the kid Luton from Oregon State playing for the Jags this week. Under a touchdown, I'm definitely going to go with the Texans. I'll probably use the Texans in the Sunday Fun Day teaser as well. I do one every Sunday, and I would get them down, you know, to pretty much to win the game. Um, they, sh- I don't care how bad both these teams are, they should not be losing to the Jaguars on the road on Sunday.
2: No, I think it shows you how bad their season has been that it's you know not double digits with this guy that you never heard of a backup quarterback playing for Jacksonville. I think that shows. That they really uh don't think the Texas are that good this year either. But, you know, Watson's still out there. He's still making plays. You know, Fuller needs to play for a contract. These guys that didn't get traded need to show up now and show that they're worth something for teams who want to sign them in the offseason. Instead of getting to go play with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, pretty much easy, you know, walking into the end zone like MVS, getting touchdowns to get your value up. Now they have to earn it again. They have to work a little harder. Not that Deshaun Watson's not a great quarterback, but you know, it's not as easy as when you had what uh Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball for sure. So they got to get back out there and they might not like being there. They might be upset that they didn't get traded, but they know they got the contract waiting for them around the corner if they make some plays. So they better get out there and do something, especially fully with all the time that he's been banged up. This, you know, career, early career of his, these years. And you know, he's always great when he's out there, but can't stay on the field. He needs to prove that he can stay healthy. He needs to make some plays. So I think that they're going to roll in this game.
0: Giants down to Washington. They beat them at MetLife. Uh, what was it? Late September, uh, early October, somewhere around there. Got their only win of the season. Giants uh, 7-0 against the spread, Moff, in their last seven road games. So the Giants on the road have been covering the number. They're getting two and a half right now against the uh, the WFT, the Washington football team. Totals at 42 and a half. I, I, I want to like Washington because I want Washington to be – I feel like Washington the only team in the NFC East that can maybe press – the Eagles a little bit this year. They've already beaten them in week one. Um, their defense is pretty decent. Uh, their quarterback play stinks. We talked about this earlier in the week. I wish that they would maybe go to Alex Smith and give him a shot to try lead him. But uh, what do you think about the Giants off of playing a, a close game with the Bucks on Monday night? I just gave you that good one. 7-0 against the spread their last seven road games. How about the G-men down in D.C. on Sunday?
2: Nope. I'm going the WFT. I'm going Washington. <laughs> Listen, I rode Washington the first game when they were getting three. I'm going to ride them now, especially that's not a full three. If it was a field goal game, you know, three and a half, I might have to debate that and see if, you know, they can really win by that much, but. You only have to win by three. I like that. I think that they are a little bit of a stronger defense. I think they have a little more consistent offense and the fact that, you know, Kyle Allen I don't think is better than Daniel Jones, but I think he's smarter and takes better control of the ball where Daniel Jones just cannot keep his hands on it, whether it's throwing picks or, you know, foaming the ball away. So I think there's just too many boneheaded plays on the Giants' side for me to believe in them on the road. And how great a story would it be, like you said, if, if Washington get things going a little bit here, and Riverboat Ron and Alex Smith, you know, I know Alex Smith isn't in the game playing, but still him being on the team and having played in this season. Like, how great a story, Rod going through cancer treatment after you know getting released from Carolina, he comes to Washington, he's turning the the program around there, he's got the, the team... You know, running on, I don't want to say all cylinders, but he cleaned the house with all the, the riffraff up top that were just making terrible decisions and how they were treating people throughout the organization. While, you know, no one wants to see Daniel Snyder win, it would be nice to see things start to turn around in the nation's capital here. And I think they're going to get this win. You know, they covered the three and could have won the game when they played the Giants if they didn't take that extra risk. But, you know, they don't call him Riverboat Ron because he plays it safe. So Rivera went for the you know the two to try to win it. I think this time they do win it, and they beat the Giants.
0: And I like the under and, uh, in that game. The 2019 last time, the 42 is iffy, but I like it. I, I was just going to tell you the 42 and a half. Six of the last eight games between the Giants and the Washington football team have gone under the total, and I'm with you. Uh, I think the under 42 and a half is a good player. Uh, the Hurricanes, quick update, Moff, are on the one, fourth and goal from the one, They're actually reviewing the third down play to see if they got in. It was very close. Miami was rushing to the line uh, to try to catch NC State off guard. And they did score, but the refs uh, blew it dead because they're going back to review the third down play to see if Miami got in. So, um, big situation for the Hurricanes here. We'll see. I'm getting another look at this third down play. This is De'Eric King who rushed it. Yeah, I don't think he gets it. He didn't. I don't think he got in either. I think his knee's down, and then he stretched the football across the line. So, Hurricanes are going to have a fourth and goal from the one. And they did score on the one. It's too bad that the ref blew it dead. They scored on it. But uh, that's the way it goes. Draw it up another one, and hopefully they can get in. A uh, big one for me, Mafia, on Sunday. Uh, the Buffalo Bills at home against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, one of the best teams in the NFC, uh, getting three. So, the Bills a home dog. In Orchard Park, um, look, the Bills need to show something. We talked at the beginning of all this. Teams need to start proving some things in the NFL. And the Bills are one of those teams. You know, they're 6-2, and two, uh, but I've been a little down on them lately. Uh, the last two weeks, they played the Jets and the Patriots, and they just they couldn't score points like they did in September. I want to see the Bills' offense get back to that. The Seattle defense stinks. They're not very good something you know and, and I, I think they're going to have a hard time slowing down Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and all, and and that Seattle offense they're not going to have Chris Carson but that didn't ha- that didn't wasn't a problem last week against the 49ers they brought all the the stiff running backs off the bench and they all had huge days uh the kid Dallas right he had two touchdowns for them 54 and a half with the total Bills getting three at home You know me, my rule, I don't like betting on my own team, Mafia, so you can lead the way here. What do you think? Do my Bills have a shot? The uh, Hurricanes are in, by the way. Touchdown. Flag on the play. Not good. What do you think this Sunday?
2: well they obviously have a shot they're a good team there at home this isn't a situation that you know they've struggled but it's not like they're losing games they're just winning tightly in games that they should probably blow teams out so i don't like that the offense has kind of slowed down here against bad teams i know the jets defense is okay but you know what the patrick mahomes did have a problem in the last week of five touchdowns did he i mean they, he was throwing so many deep passes i thought i was seeing replays it was just no another guy going for 40 plus yards for a touchdown so it's not like you know they can't be beat the patriots defense was all banged up lost guys you know they, their offense so many injuries and guys out that I was very surprised that game, you know, was down to the wire and almost was tied to, or, you know, they just could have won it too. I mean, they're probably going for the field goal, but they could have won that game too. I was very surprised how close that was. I thought they were going to blow them out. They burned me on that with that four and a half that they were laying. But I think this is a game that they might be able to get right a little bit in that, like, like you said, the defense for Seattle is not good. They're getting scored on by everybody. But I also think that they can't score enough to keep up with what Metcalf and Lockett and Russell Wilson are doing right now. I think, surprisingly, this might turn into a shootout-ish game. You know, it's hard to say. It seems ridiculous to say that a Buffalo game should go over a number in the 50s. But it's going to be beautiful weather. It's going to be like the the 60s, and you know, no wind, no rain. Let's go for the over in Seattle to cover.
0: Yeah, and Seattle games have been in the mid-50s every week, and they blast through that total. Consistently, I mean, Seattle is the most consistent over team in the NFL this year. Um, I am rooting for it, Moff. I want them to win this game. Uh, I think that the over is a nice play. I need Josh Allen and that offense to look like they did in September and to keep up with the Seahawks, but if they could somehow play a little D and they want to win an ugly game, I'll take whatever it takes. They need to get a running uh, to get game to seven. Them. Yes, which they did last week a little bit with Moss. Moss started to get things going. So maybe they get the run game going, keep Russell Wilson on the sideline. Interesting decision by Miami here, Mop, before we go to break. Uh, they had the fourth and goal from the one. False start after that play was reviewed and they said no touchdown. Moved it back. Manny Diaz decides to kick the field goal. So now... It is a 41-37 game. Interesting. There's six and a half minutes to go. I guess he thinks his D is going to get another stop. I mean, honestly, they haven't gotten many all night. That's a lot of trust he's putting in his defense quickly, Mafia. Yeah, that's very
2: surprising. Like you said, they they haven't – I mean, they got a couple stops here, but now you put more pressure on to not only have to get a stop now, they have to get a stop after you get the ball back and possibly score to hold on to the lead. You know, I think that's a very iffy call. I might have – Gone more gutsy here and gone for the touchdown again, even though you got moved back.
0: We'll see what the Hurricanes can do. Me and Mafia, of course, are both riding them and everything else. BYU and Boise State going on. San Diego State as well. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty Pharrell on the bench. 844-843-6879. We keep rolling right after this. And we're back. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. Final night of the week for that. Uh it's a pain-free Friday here, Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. as we wrap up our number one. Um, big third down here for the U, uh, NC state has it, uh, their own, uh, 37 yard line, third and nine 41 37 game about four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Let's see if the U can get a stop here. And they do a big sack lunch for the hurricane defense mafia. And we've got life. They're going to get the rock with four and a half minutes. Diaz is going to look like a genius when they score a touchdown and win by three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he's smarter than us. Although he's not gonna look like a genius with this kick return this guy's doing, where drops it, runs the wrong way, and he loses a couple yards. So that's gonna hurt them. But we'll see. You know, four more minutes, just under four minutes left. Three fifty-one. I don't know if I have complete faith in them. They got a couple field goals here lately, but it's still you need a touchdown here, and they haven't shown me in the last couple possessions they're gonna get that done.
0: No, they have not. Uh, Boise State moving the football right now against BYU. This is a 10-3 game. A lot of people were on the over in this game, and it is it is a well under right now. 10-3 games, seven minutes to go in the first half. And Boise, they're backed up. They started inside their 10. That's why I thought that they moved the football a little bit. Second and 23, they keep going backwards. Uh, that's not a good thing for them either. San Diego State and San Jose State, just locked on me on FanDuel. 10-7 game. San Diego State leads them. So uh, that's uh, our number one. We're going to come back. We've got a couple of more NFL games to go through. We've got college games to go through. MLB with a massive news dump today as well. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. 844-843-6879. We get our two rolling right after this.